This is In the Know for Friday, May 27th, the 147th day of 2022. There are 218 days left in the year. Good morning. MB guiding you through In the Know at K105 on Litchfield's Country Station, 1039 The Moose. Live online at K105.com via the Apple and Android smartphone app using the SoundCloud, iTunes, or Spotify podcast on Facebook, on YouTube, on Twitter. And the hashtag is in the know. Coming up today, we update you on the latest news headlines from around the community, the county, the Commonwealth, and the country. We get you ready for Memorial Day weekend. We will give you a chance to win tickets to the Lone Star Rodeo. And I think we're looking forward to having some special guests from the Lone Star Rodeo. That and a whole lot more coming up today here on In The No. Settling into my left, rolling Mach 9 with her hair on fire. Is my beautiful wife, the beautiful girl. It's me. Good morning, sweetheart. Good morning. How you doing? Okay, just realized I forgot my lipstick. Forgot your lipstick. That's okay. <laughs> we will we will overlook it. Well, it, this is a weekend, or at least a Friday, that's easy to be out of sorts. This weather is no way to start a holiday no. weekend. Um, did you have, uh, did you get rained on this morning? You have um, to wear your rain coat? What Winter coat? What did you need today? Um, I wore not my raincoat, but my I don't know my Columbia, my Under Armour, something it's thicker, that, something that provides a little yeah, warmth and a hood. All right, we'll try and get it to warm up by the end of the holiday weekend. Okay, that's uh, right. that's what's in store for you. He is the five-time winner of the coveted Ohio NewsHawk Award. He's the two-time Silver Sound nominee, covering every corner of the globe: London, Budapest, Rio, Tokyo, and even Clarkson. He's Sam Gormley. And the sparks. Morning, Sam. Morning, Ralph. How you doing? Good. How are you? I don't like this weather. It's kind of nasty, I, but I right guess. on cue, you walked into the building and the sun was shining for uh-huh. a moment. So well, sunshine follows you wherever you go. That's usually how it works. Then you walked in the front door and the clouds came back out. So yeah, now I we know. It started to rain. I, it it, it kind of. But uh-huh. this time last week, though, it was 900 degrees, but the wind was blowing 50 miles an hour. If yeah. you recall. Yep. Yep. Because we were. Uh, Graduation was uh, healing, but I guess the only thing we lost was one tent. That's the only thing we lost. That's all. That's all that we, we almost lose. lost a crew member. One of them almost blew away. But well, that's true. We that's, were able to tie him down. That that can happen. Uh, do you have big holiday weekend plans? Big Memorial uh, Day weekend plans? No, not really. Okay. Um, see, next next weekend is Mom's birthday, so we kind of oh, I see. You know, and then and then two weeks after, two weeks after, three weeks after that, you got Father's Day, or I don't know. I haven't looked that far ahead yeah, yet. Something like I that. So right. it's kind of. We're picking and choosing. I got you. Uh, well, gas prices are making it where people are planning fewer and shorter trips this summer. I did see some gasoline fall under $4 a gallon in Elizabethtown yesterday, but notice it's still above $4 per gallon in a lot of locations in Grayson County uh, today. But the Americans are more concerned with the cost of gas than they are the the risk of catching COVID as they make travel plans. And the American Hotel and Lodging Association showed that 69% of Americans are planning to travel this summer. But of those, 90% are worried about how gas prices will rise over the next three months. And it sounds like people are uh, planning maybe more frequent but shorter trips, maybe weekend trips and closer to home, closer to a staycation as a result. I'll be anxious to see what lake traffic is like. I think there are going to be a lot of lake, lake sitters honors. For the next couple of months, but I don't think there are going to be as many people running up and down the lake. 
burning oh, yeah. gasoline you at know, over four dollars. I mean, gallon. when you look at the weather this weekend, they're coming. Oh, they are coming without a doubt. Mm-hmm. I just don't know that they're mm-hmm. going to be churning up a wake from one end of the lake mm-hmm. to the other. I think they're, they're likely, anchored. yeah, they're yeah. going to be likely to get somewhere and try and uh, shut the engine off there to preserve some Idle. some some fossil fuels. Uh, the thing that I am worried about dashing Sam Summer is that a lifeguard shortage could lead to one third of the public pools in the United States being closed. That will just that will ruin your summer, will it not? Oh, and you hang out at a lot of public pools, don't you, Sam? Having actually a conversation about this with yesterday with somebody saying, yep. "No, I I couldn't tell you the last time I went to, uh, other than the work that we have to do sometimes at the Litchfield Aquatic Center." Yeah, I I couldn't tell you the last time I was in a pool. Are you going to the Aquatic Center on Tuesday to that's at least show told. your face? That's what I was told. All yes. right, that sounds good. I'm trying to see if I can't get somebody to get in the lazy river to do some recording. All right, that sounds good. Make sure and put some of that zinc on your nose. That white line uh-huh. on their nose can we make the other person do, do it too absolutely it's uh it's it's a required uh fashion accessory uh and ahead of tuesday i should also remind you too on monday while we will i mean i know we're planning to to grill out we've been without our grill for a little while but i think that's remedied so we'll do you know something out of a little out of the ordinary for the weekend but let's not forget that memorial day is actually about memorializing and tributing uh in addition to the ceremony tomorrow morning in litchfield the processional uh, to pay tribute to those who gave the ultimate sacrifice in uh, in service of our nation. There is a national moment of remembrance on Monday. It's for you to pause at uh, for one minute at 3 p.m., no matter your time zone, 3 p.m. your local time, on Monday as part of the national holiday. So it's a good way to – it's an act of national unity, so we encourage you to uh, do that on Monday. The weather between now and Memorial Day is going to improve. Your Friday doesn't look great. Your tomorrow looks good. Your Sunday – Looks even warmer and then flat out hot on Monday. And then the hot conditions will remain Tuesday, Wednesday, and on into it'll cool off just a little bit later on next week. Next weekend looks nice. Next weekend doesn't look too bad. That's right. Uh, High maybe in the lower to mid-80s and uh, 1 in 10 chance for rain. There could be some uh, some scattered downpours today, maybe some thunder, maybe even some pea-sized hail in various locations. But uh, we'll see off and on showers today, a high of 70. Showers fade tonight, a low of 55. 77 for the high tomorrow. I think it's going to be... Uh, it's going to be really nice for tomorrow. Of course, you know, the uh, the banner headlines for most of the week have been the uh, Robb Elementary School in Uvalde, Texas, and a lot of uh, questions being asked, um, blame being assigned, uh, just the senselessness of uh, tragedy such as that. I, I couldn't believe it yesterday when I heard the news of the gentleman who lost his wife, who was a teacher in that tragedy, she passed away. He went and he was laying roses at the, or flowers at least, I think they were roses, but I could be wrong, at uh, her memorial, those makeshift memorials they've created. And within a couple of hours, he passed away from a heart attack. You know, and people are saying that he, he died from grief. Mm-hmm. And I, I guess that's a, I guess that's a real thing. You know, you, you hear about that from time to time, but just another... You know, some people say when it's your time, it's your time. But I would have to think that the stress induced by tragedy like this probably has to put your body in some type of uh, trauma that leads to. Just uh, think of death when it's expected, what it does to you. Yeah, absolutely. And so it just I just hate continuing to hear um, the storylines that 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 string out from uh, such a tragedy. 
And then some of the interviews, you know, with the parents um, and even interviews with the kids who were in the classrooms that saw it firsthand are just, I mean, they're just gut-wrenching when you hear about it and asking the questions. And, I, you know, I heard somebody uh, say yesterday, you know, the, it, was a, it was a father who was just kind of asking the question into the ethers, how can someone look at someone like that, these young, beautiful children, and look at them and actually and just pull the trigger. Like, how? Th- think about that. How, how can someone do that? I mean, it's just, it is, un- it is unbelievable. Now, in Washington, of course, the tug-of-war or the, um, the war of words or the defiance or whatever you want to call it about not, um, the idea of passing domestic terrorism a bill, that was turned away along party lines. The uh, Senate Republicans turning that away yesterday. But what is growing out of that, what appears to be a long-time stalemate, is that uh, Chuck Schumer, who is the majority leader, said they will uh, they will continue bipartisan conversations over the next, I think, 10 days while they're in recess to see if there is any common ground for compromise on anything related to making moves that might help prevent these types of things in the future, or at least what they speculate could help. And I think it requires a holistic solution. It can't just be one issue. I think it has to be many issues that go toward trying to end this, the, uh, end this type of behavior. But they have narrowed their discussions to three topics, just to give you an idea. Background checks for guns purchased online or at gun shows. What's more likely to be is a nudging by the federal government for more red flag laws in the states. A lot of states have red flag laws, but out of our 50, I think there's still a lot that don't. And then uh, programs to bolster security at schools and other buildings. Those are the three primary tenets of where they're having bipartisan communication to see if they can find some compromise and do something. The worst thing they can do is nothing. Yeah, you should... Listen to the, the senator from Connecticut. He had that speech for about five minutes, and he pretty much – Chris Murphy? Murphy. Murphy, yeah, I think Murphy. is his name. Where he and got down on his knees, where he begged. Yeah, and he yeah. was pretty much like, "If you're, why do you run for Senate if you don't want to handle issues like this? Mm-hmm. Was pretty much his. Yep. You know, what are we doing? We're sitting here dealing with issues that aren't important. You know, you know, you're, we're passing things that, that don't sure. even equate to what this is. Well, they also, uh, if you if you have forgotten, he's been carrying this banner for a decade because Sandy obviously Sandy Hook is in his backyard, and so he's been and you he, know he's been he doing talked, this. He talked a lot. I think it was in his speech too, where he mentioned the uh, the a, like the after effects, like you were mm-hmm. talking about with the mental health and how students had words like keywords to when they they needed help. Right. It was just it's terrible. Uh, closer to home, you know, we've kind of we've kind of uh, had some fun with the idea of the GIF recall. Had that happened earlier this week, and we said that the GIF uh, things that were being recalled were not being sold in Kentucky, and now we're finding out no, not the jars of GIF sold in Kentucky. Those were in other states where there have been uh, maybe a Salmonella cases diagnosed. But there are things being sold in Kentucky made with GIF that is now uh, raising some concerns. So just pay attention to uh, various uh, places of information like Fresh Del Monte has recalled fresh cut fruit and vegetable products that are containing ready to eat GIF peanut butter dip due to 
potential presence. So they're peanut butter in all kinds of things. It, mm-hmm. it may not say Jif on the label, and it may not come out of the traditional Jif jar, but it could have been manufactured in a place that potentially. And you know, I go salmonella. What's the big deal? Well, for your for uh, for your information, four hundred fifty persons on average die each year from salmonella. Osis, according to the CDC, if we still no. believe them. Reese makes their own peanut butter, don't they? We don't have to worry I about heard that. that. I heard, by the way, I've never had it. I know but it's available at it, the yeah. store. Yeah, I heard it's available in a jar, but uh-huh. it almost ruins it. I think if I, want, if mm-hmm. I were to have just Reese's peanut butter over here, I, mm-hmm. I don't. That would, be, that would be rough. I mean, I would just be done for. I would, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's <laughs> not, not good. Uh, there, headlines, uh, former Grayson County Middle School teacher, uh, John Carroll found guilty of child sex crimes. You can read about that at K105.com. Former state representative pleads guilty to bilking insurance providers out of nearly $3 million. That's Bob Goforth. Boy, he's had a really interesting last few years. Uh, he owned a pharmacy, and they billed Medicare, Medicaid. They billed the federal government $3 million for prescriptions that were never picked up, that they restocked their shelves with and then sold again. That's uh, frowned upon. That's a no-no. He's also the guy who ran against Matt Bevin. He primaried Matt Bevin and lost, but, but got more votes than you might imagine. Like 37%? Yeah, something? something like that. Higher than he should have, especially for a man that, one, owned a pharmacy that billed federal government $3 million and then didn't deliver and then sold it, basically bilking taxpayers out of $3 million. Might say a little bit about the guy he's running against. And then, <laughs> uh, absolutely, is like anybody but him. And then uh, also it's the same guy who was arrested and charged with hog-tying his wife. Yeah. So, yeah. And that's the guy that got 37% of the Republican vote for governor in a primary a couple of years ago. Incoming Kentucky high school seniors who have previously taken the ACT will be eligible to retake the test for free. The governor has announced, uh, Sam, you want to take the ACT again? I would rather hang from my toenails. Yeah, really? really? Okay. The ACT, ooh. Don't get me started. In the fall, they're going to have a day <laughs> where anyone, time. anyone who has already taken it can take it again for free because of the disruptions as a result if of If I ever COVID. became president, the ACT would be the first thing to go. I'll so be terrified of my score now. You're a much bigger fan of the SAT? Uh, neither. I think no? we teachers take too much time teaching towards these tests instead of teaching for things that actually help. In my day, we had a thing called achievement tests. You know, they talk about common core we, testing and all that stuff now. We had cats testing. We all mine. cats testing. Uh-huh. Back, all in, this. back in my day, we just called them achievement tests just to see what were, you were had Were you achieved. proficient? I don't know, what I, I don't know what I was. I made it through in the least amount of time necessary. So, uh, A dozen Grayson County High School archers have qualified for the World Archery Tournament that will be held next month. Grayson County High School will be represented by Addison Kane, Ethan Crawford, Jackson Eskew, Jacob Huff, Nicholas Mudd, Paul Overton, Addie Porter, Garrett Pretty, Madison Stamper, Jarek Whitworth, uh, Michaela Clemens, and Wyatt Clemens. I That's like a it. long list. I like it when, you, when you're reading a list of students and you have to take a couple of breaths in there. That's, That's a, a good sign. It's a mm-hmm. dozen of them. There are lots of syllables in there, so congratulations to them. LSU beat Kentucky 11-6 to in the SEC tournament. What does this mean for NCAA tournament possibilities? For well, they're, the, still, they're, they're still, still in the tournament. Still Can, uh, well, they're still in the, the SEC tournament, Kentucky. Okay. So they're playing... Uh, in the loser's bracket or the yeah, double elimination? Yeah, they're in the loser's bracket now, and I don't remember who they play now. Uh, they play somebody, t- uh, Vandy. They, they play, play Vandy, Vandy today. Vandy today. Uh, Reggie Warford, who was the first black four-year player at the University of Kentucky, has passed away. He's from uh, Muhlenberg County, went to high school at Drakesboro, mm-hmm. and he was the first 
Uh, so Tom Payne was Kentucky's first black signee in 1969 under Adolph Rupp, and he played the 70-71 season. In 72, Warford became Coach Joe B. Hall's first signee after the former assistant succeeded Rupp. He went on to become the first black four-year player at UK, graduated in 1976 with a degree in arts and sciences, and then he coached with Cal, with Coach Cal at in Pittsburgh? Or? Yeah, and he actually was the – Reggie Warford was the first head coach at Muhlenberg County when they consolidated. He, he was, was the coach for the boys' basketball team, and, and the first year that they consolidated led him to the led him to the Sweet 16. Just a few – their recent consolidation. Correct. Interesting. Uh, yeah, he was there from 2009 to, to 2012. Well, so back in my day, right before like in the late 80s, they had an initial consolidation mm-hmm. into Muhlenberg Central, and they had you know some other schools from the Drakesboros and the Bremens and all that, and then they went to Muhlenberg North and South, and mm-hmm. then they consolidated again. So I was trying to figure out the timeline Yeah, no, this is that. the most recent when they became the Mustangs. And the Jacksonville Jaguars may see something in Luke Fortner that we've also already known. Mm-hmm. Luke Fortner has signed a four-year, $5.5 million rookie contract. Uh, it, it is amazing to me. You know, he wants to be a surgeon or something, and he mm-hmm. probably will after football. But he's got a $5.5 million head start while he plays football for a few more years, while he becomes whatever he's going to do, uh, whatever he's going to do next. The thing I will remember probably most about Luke Fortner is he was drafted 65th. And the significance of John Schlarman's number mm-hmm. and the inspiration. And he'll probably always remember that, too. So congratulations to Luke Fortner getting his deal done with Jacksonville. And now he's a teammate of uh, Josh Allen, former UK standout. So, hey, the Lone Star Rodeo rolls into the Grayson County Fairgrounds tonight and tomorrow. we got some tickets for you to win later on in the show. But uh, got some special guests from the rodeo coming right up. So hang around. You're on In the Know. East down the Bullard, Today is... Sunscreen Protection Day. At the moment, you may need it. As we're doing the show, the sun is shining in North Litchfield. Uh, It is road trip day today. Just be smart with your miles. Cellophane tape day today and great popsicle day today. It's also the day we say good morning and welcome to our friends from the Lone Star Rodeo. Rachel and Mike are here. Good morning. Welcome. Good morning. It's so good to see you all. We're excited. We've known for several weeks that you're going to... uh, be i was going to say rolling into town i'll presume some wheels were involved but i'd prefer to say riding into town charging into town but rachel you all been to grayson county before haven't you? we have yes this will be our third year back and we're very excited to be back at the grayson county fairgrounds you have a great facility uh, for us to showcase what we love to do our western sport and lifestyle so and yes we had lots of wheels rolling in you know a couple semis Bringing in all the animals and the bucking shoots and the panels and you all, all use, the trucks and trailers. You all use various kinds of horsepower, Mike, don't you? And <laughs> and part part of your job is uh, now they've told me there may be some clowndom in your in your orbit. Tell me about that. Well, there could be. You know, every every rodeo has to have a rodeo clown, and that's uh, that's why I'm here. I'm I'm here for the entertainment and to uh, you know fill in that downtime with the mm-hmm. announcer, tell the jokes, do the clown acts, and I'm, I'm probably the guy that has the funnest job at the rodeo. The the best job. So you yeah. ever have a bad day at the? You know they say find something you enjoy doing. You'll never work a day. Are there some days that you actually work? Well, I don't feel like you really work, but you know it's uh, 
the bad days, yeah, the bad days can happen. When the Bulls are having a bad day, you're having a bad day. It's funny how that works, isn't it? The Bulls have a bad day and you have a bad day. Uh, okay, I want to ask you more about uh, about clowning around in a little while. We, we clown around a lot on the show, but I don't think we're professionals. Uh, Rachel, tell me a little bit about Lone Star Rodeo. You all have what seems to be a pretty big circuit. I saw some video from some of your Bowling Green shows. I know you get around various places. What's the origins of Lone Star Rodeo and your history? Yeah, so we actually, it's we're in our 73rd year in the rodeo business. It's all family-owned and family-ran. My grandfather started it in 1949, and then uh, my dad ran it for 40-plus years, and now I have a brother and a sister, and that's what we do. We typically start in January, and we roll right through through the summer. So uh, we relocated, I guess, to uh, southwest Kentucky down around Hopkinsville. We're right above Hopkinsville and Crofton and been there for almost 20 years. What is the, so obviously you have a, a circle that you travel to if mm-hmm. your base of operation is, it's what, technically Crofton, I think, yes, where you are, something like that. Uh-huh. Uh, a little bump in the road, you know, mm-hmm. that you kind of like Caneyville or some of our small towns. That's right, yeah. What, what is the, what's the biggest circle? Like, what's the furthest that you will travel from, from home for? Oh, for, goodness, for we'll go anywhere. But we typically stay east of the Mississippi River. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've been all the way to Grand Forks, North Dakota. And, you know, we go to Maryland and Virginia every winter. And, you know, Kentucky, Tennessee, Alabama, Mississippi, Georgia, Indiana, you know, we typically stay in this radius. What I like about it, you talk about the heritage of the Lone Star uh, Look, this is one of Mike's uh, um, might be in trouble moments. (laughs) Mike is in, oh, I see. All right. Listen, you got to be pretty fleet of foot to be able to. Is this a flashback for you? Yeah, Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I hope this doesn't trigger anything in you, Mike. The thing I like about what you just said about the heritage, about your family being a family business is obviously, Rachel, you all know how to put on a show because you've been entertaining generations of people. And it sounds to me like, based on what I know about your company and your shows, you all really go the extra mile to make sure that people that come to the rodeo walk away saying, I had a great time. That's right. You're exactly right. And that's what uh, Mike and I strive to do every night that we perform and and we put on this show because you're going to see great cowboys and cowgirls, you know, from all over. You're going to see local names. You're also going to see some world champions that we've had there as well. And also the entertainment side of things. So, you know, just like everybody... People and animals have good days and bad days, like he said. You know, so sometimes we don't get to perform at our best as we would like. We're all in it for prize money. You know, the the Cowboys, we're athletes that don't get a paycheck. You know, we're not, you know, uh, baseball and football players and basketball players. You know, we do this all because we love the sport. And, you know, when things don't go as good as it could be, as we hoped, that's where Mike and uh, our specialty act, Cowgirl Lindsay, when they step in and, and really, you know, keep the crowd entertained, and make sure they go home happy. Mike, there's got to be a real uh, tradecraft or almost an artistic way of doing things when, I mean, for those of us who are in the stands, we're seeing somebody clowning around and trying to put on a show, but there's got to be a real skill involved because the safety of your of your rider, the safety of your animal, the safety of your crew, you're kind of, the, I would imagine, the tip of the spear on balancing all those things at the same time. Am I reading that right? Well, you are. And, and you know, the, there's another guy there with us, too. He's the bullfighter, and he's actually the guy that's out there running around protecting the bull riders uh, when they get thrown to the ground. I'm in the clown barrel, so I'm kind of backing those two guys up. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it, it takes a team to make it work, and... Uh, you know, what you'll see this weekend is Lone Star Rodeo. They have some, uh, you know, they have some bulls with some bad attitudes. And, 
it's uh, but but it's um, great entertainment, you know, just uh, from the you talking about sitting in the stands and watching us in the arena. Um, these guys are, you know, they're they're trying to ride a bull for eight seconds to win money, and uh, it's entertainment for you guys in the stands, and then for us, it's a job to protect those. So it, it it's kind of a big circle. So tell me a little bit about your story with the rodeo. How did you how did you become a, a rodeo professional? I, did you start riding at a young age and decide this is something you wanted to do? Well, I did a little bit. You know, it's funny because I live in South Carolina now, but uh, I'm originally from Louisville. So uh, I got started in a uh, little uh, backyard practice pen in, around Brandenburg. So, really? uh, yeah, at a young age of about 14, and I got on some bulls some. And they had a clown barrel there. And, of course, you know, I was young and thought, boy, that'd be <laughs> fun to get rode around. And it kind of started from there. And then I started telling jokes, and I realized, hey, there's an easier way to make a living other than riding bulls. So <laughs> I kind of went that way, and 27 years later, here I am climbing rodeos. Wow. It sounds like uh, it, it sounds like fun work. It sounds like a good opportunity, and it sounds like you're doing what you love. Rachel, I've been hearing you all talking about and promoting. Uh, there's you got two best-dressed contests. Is that right? Yes. Kind of tell me about how that works. Yeah, so we'll have kid events each night, 30 minutes before the show kicks off. So be there if you, you have kids ages 10 and under, get there early. We'll kick that off at 7. And, um, yes, we do a boys and girls best-dressed cowboy and cowgirl contest. And uh, the the crowd gets to be a part of that, you know, kind of vote and cheer for their best little cowboy or cowgirl. And then we also have what we call a kid's gold rush. And, Good. I am so glad you're about yes. to answer this because yes. for three weeks <laughs> – I've been waiting to ask you. I even mentioned it on the show you yesterday, did, yes, yes, yes. didn't I? Said I said I got to know about this gold rush, and I want to know when they put the gold out. We went to Fort Knox, and we got <laughs> some gold. Yeah, exactly, okay, exactly. What so what we it? do is we put some toys and prizes and some straw on some tarps, and basically it's like a western style Easter egg hunt, is what I call it. All you right. know, you go out there and you search for the for the toys and and goodies, and what you find, you get to keep, and it just lets the kids interact and and. Get out on the arena floor, meet Mighty Mike and some of the cowboys and stuff like that, and let them be a part of the show. It sounds fun. It's kind of like um, maybe in NASCAR, getting to go to the pits and walk right. around before. <laughs> right. the, so you exactly. get to go around, see people, and get down down amongst it and kind of see what it feels like. Uh, Mike, out of the out of the two days of show, so that you'll do a show tonight, you'll do a show tomorrow. I call it a show. I pre- mm-hmm. presume yes. it's okay to call it a show. Yes. Um, is it, are there can't miss things, Mike? Are there things that I want to make sure that I'm there early enough to see, or are there things I want to make sure I stay until the end and see? Well, you know, both day you can come either day. It's going to be uh, the only difference will be we'll have a the cowboys and cowgirls will be different. So whoever competes tonight, they'll load up, go to another rodeo, and then there will be a whole different set of cowboys and cowgirls come in tomorrow okay uh as far as the show i mean lone star rodeo that that's what they're so great at is keeping it um action-packed through the entire show you know there's i don't think there i mean of course you always start to rodeo out with a, we're huge you know on um you know a big opening and um mm-hmm. the american flag and prayer you know that's that's something that's always going to stay in rodeo no matter whatever other sport gets rid of it we'll always have it um, and a, a really neat opening. And then, of course, you know, the bucking horses. So that kind of sets the stage for, you know, the excitement starting. And um, it, it just goes from there. It's from my clown acts to the 
dress acts to the uh, events in between. And, of course, you wrap up the night with the bull ride and always. So that's kind of like the grand finale. Yeah. That was the bull ride. Got to stay to the end to see sure, that because sure. that's uh, a lot can go right. I guess a lot can go wrong <laughs> that's in, those, right. <laughs> in those as well. Rachel, uh, we're big fans of the show. Uh, I know you all been doing this for generations, mm-hmm. and your family's been involved in the rodeo forever. But for some of us that kind of go through it in seasons, mm-hmm. for those of us who are big fans of Yellowstone and 1883, and that's kind of gotten very popular, do you see more urban cowboys, if you will, coming to the rodeo over the last couple of years? <laughs> well, yes, honestly, you do. But, you know, I'm not quite sure how much of that is because um, from COVID, people finally getting to get back out. Sure. As opposed to if they're actually, you know, Western fans. But either way, we love having them there. And we love ex- giving a chance, if they've never been before, you know, to find a new love in a sport um, that is, you know, fully a Western lifestyle that, like Yellowstone and that is a thing of the past. And so we've kind of made a, you know, kind of a modernized twist to it, but still making sure everybody, you know, sees things that, you know, would have happened in in the old days as, you know, the team roping and the events that was for doctoring cattle and stuff, you know, out mm-hmm. in the fields. And, and you know, we're kind of made it a competition of sorts. But we love to have everybody new because that kind of, you know, opens the door to, you know, new things that they might not have been a part of and, the uh, fair board will have the concession stands there, and we'll have souvenirs. You know, if you don't have a cowboy hat or or something of that nature, you know, you can get that when you get there. And it's just a whole lot of fun in two and a half hours. You'll have no excuse not to have a cowboy hat That's by right. the end of the night. It won't be your all's <laughs> fault that the person doesn't have one. Now, talk to me a little bit about, I know tickets are available mm-hmm. at the gate, but you've also got a more another convenient option, too. You've got a couple of ways to buy tickets to tonight's rodeo or tomorrow's. What's the best way to do that, Rachel? Yeah, you know, so um, we'll get you right there at the gate. That's what you guys used to there at the fairgrounds. And But if you've already, you can go online and purchase on our website at LoneStarRodeoCompany.com. And you can get your tickets early. You can check in right from your phone. It's super convenient. Or if you're, you know, waiting around, not sure, you know, you can get them there at the gate with a cash or card. And, um, you know, the best thing about it is, is when you get your tickets, you know, you're you're set to go. You're ready to get in and everything's, you know, already there for you. You know, parking's free. It, you're just going to have a whole lot of fun. Uh, I know that um, it's going to be a great show uh, both nights uh, and you're going to see some great entertainment. And I also notice it's very affordable. Adults, $15. Uh, kids up to, what, 11 or 12 or like 10? Yes, that's correct. And you got Ages a special price under. for kids, three and under? Three and under are free, yeah. That's Bring a very, that's a very special fun. price. That's, that's right, price. yeah. <laughs> Listen, Mike, it's, uh, Mike and Rachel, it's wonderful to see you all. Thanks for coming to town, bringing some great entertainment for Grayson County families. And come back next time you come through town, okay? Yes, thank, thank you. you. All right, that's our friends from the Lone Star Rodeo. Hang around. We got your chance to win tickets to the rodeo with the water cooler question coming up here on In the Know. Did you know birds never crash into each other because they always veer right? Interesting. Birds veer right, so it's an unspoken rule among birds. I guess it could be spoken. I don't speak bird, Mm -hmm. so I can't confirm they've not spoken it to one another. But they just inherently veer right, and if everyone veers right, no one can veer into one another makes sense you see so if you're about to run but now i had a turkey buzzard uh almost veer right into our vehicle on wednesday evening Mm -hmm. because she 
Uh, she didn't really let out an exclamation, but mm-hmm. she said, oh. Well, this, well, I've hit two before. Mm, this, or two have crashed into me, rather. This did you know you might need to be sending to, to one Yukon Cornelius. Yeah? Did you not know he has a, uh, a fear of birds? Even turkey buzzards? Uh, all birds. All birds. All birds. Big bird? Uh, probably. Would all birds. The stork? It, uh, yep. It, uh, cardinal? Doesn't matter. <laughs> well, no. Yeah, I can. Robin? <laughs> can. You know. What, what Sparrows? Did Robin, what did Robin ever do to him? I don't know. Here's today's water cooler question. It's your chance to win four tickets to the Lone Star Rodeo tonight. At the Grayson County Fairground. Sam, did you learn a lot about the rodeo? I did. Well, it was kind of interesting. Mike and Rachel were here. Um, you can go see the uh, rodeo tonight. Uh, Buck and Bronx, bull riding, gold rush. The best gold dressed. rush is, is what's... I, I know. And I liked it. I, I was I was thrilled to learn they went to Fort Knox uh-huh. on their way here to get the to get the gold. You have to text your answer to 270-259-6000. Text the answer to 270-259-6000 if you want a chance to win four rodeo tickets. It's a $60 value for tonight's event. If you're average, you're going to do this about 40 times this summer. If you're average, you're going to do this about 40 times this summer. Text your answer to 270-259-6000. 270-259-6000. If you're an average person, you will do this about 40 times this summer. My dad will do this more than 40 times. My father-in-law will do this more than 40 times. Will you? <laughs> no. I'll probably do it right about 40 what about me? If I go to my dad's and my father-in-law's and I'm next to them, I'll probably do it more than uh, 40 times. I got it. 270-259-6000. I feel like I got this. I'm surprised she doesn't know. No? not Okay. Maybe I'm not right. I don't, think I don't know. I don't know your... <laughs> I don't really know either one you of your You don't know fathers. her dad? Yeah. No, well, I've I mean, yeah. I've met well, your dad a few times. Yeah. So, yeah, that's Text the answer to 270 So that would not fit your father? 6,000. No? Yeah. Okay. okay. Well, um, then, no, I'm not can't right. Can't be that. Uh, weekend movie premieres Top Gun Maverick. I'm telling you, the trailer looks good. Hearing lots of good things about it. But I'm trying not to get too excited because I don't want to be disappointed. By the. Oh, someone asked for the question again. If you're average. You're going to do this about 40 times this summer. All right. The weekend movie premieres. Top Gun Maverick. Does it matter what else is opening? Top Gun. uh, Tom Cruise has a chance to do something he's never done before, and that's a $100 million opening weekend for a film. Really? Yep. If you don't like Top Gun Maverick, then that means you're a commie. And it it also means is that true? Yeah, it's absolutely true. And it uh, you can go see the Bob's Burger movie. Oh. The Bob's Burger movie okay. were silly enough to open opposite Top Gun Maverick mm-hmm. this week. You know, I'm not, I'm okay with towards Bob's Burgers. I'm, I'm not sure that I want to go see the movie, but I'll be interesting to see if Top Gun Maverick gives a shot in the arm to U.S. Navy enlistments like it did in nineteen in the nineteen eighties. It had a bunch of people my age want to join the Navy, go to Top Gun school, be a fighter pilot. So, be interesting to see. Remember the water cooler question if you want to win rodeo tickets. <laughs> I am struggling. 
this is only funny. one is coming to mind, and you say it's not right. <laughs> it, it can't. This is, I mean, this is funny though. We have we have one person texting another person's name, and I'm like, oh, did have you all seen that one? I just I, did. I, yeah. I can't say it because that's funny. But so all right, so so this is uh, keep it inside. All right, think about this. If you're average. If, oh, oh, yeah, if, you, you can't see them, honey. Am, right. am I above or below average? If you're average, you're going to do this about 40 times this summer. All right, look look by my finger. That's the answer to the question. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is fantastic. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> oh my! Now, so okay, good. my mind just. Yeah, I hope she so... knows what she did. Mm. Well, and then the context that I gave, like, too bad I can't tell this out loud. Okay, but that's right, unbelievable. Yeah. Okay, that's funny. Goodfellas star Ray Liotta passed in his sleep at age sixty-seven. I was so saddened to hear of this yesterday. I like Goodfellas, but I remember he's had a kind of a resurgence in his career. He was in The Many Saints of Newark. He also played Shoeless Joe in um, Field of Dreams. He walks out, plays catch with uh, mm-hmm. with Kevin Costner, and he's the one. He utters the famous line. He says, is this, is this heaven? And Costner goes, this is Iowa. Mm-hmm. And so I guess you get to decide for yourself if it's heaven or not. Speaking of Field of Dreams, Reds and Cubs get to play that. I was looking at tickets. Yeah, well, well, my price. Oh uh, yeah, I'd say they're way, the, the way beyond. And then tickets for like thirty five hundred dollars. That's the only thing maybe that's going to be redeeming about the red season. Well, hey now, uh, Depeche Mode. Uh, they lost someone. It's weird how their these drummer. came in threes. Depeche Mode lost their drummer, and then the uh, uh, Andy Fletcher was his name. He was the keyboardist. It's the Yes drummer that passed away. So Depeche Mode lost a member. Yes lost a member. His name is Alan White. And then Ray Liotta has passed away. So would you like to know the winner of the water cooler question? The winner of the water cooler question, their phone number ends in 8987. 8987 is going to the rodeo tonight. And the answer is ice cream. Ice cream. The average person will eat ice cream 40 times this summer. That's okay. the correct answer. That was way off base. All right. Now it makes more sense, doesn't yes. it? Yes. Mm-hmm. You threw me off with dad and I your said, dad. I said grill out. Okay. Yeah. That well, I put, let's talk about equipment or mowers. Talk about equipment or mowers. Well, I mean. Well, they might do that. They might also both do that. we got to get to a break. We'll come back, finish it up for the week here on In the Gnome. Uh, MB's point to ponder for today. I'm sorry, I can't think of anything now, but what just happened? So here's what happens on when uh, <laughs> when we do the <laughs> when we when we do the quarter cooler question, and we you text your answers to two seven zero two five nine six thousand. So what happens is on our board, all the responses start showing up. Mm-hmm. All right, left-hand column is phone number, right-hand column is answer. And so so if you weren't with us earlier, the question was, okay, if you're average, you're going to do this about 40 times this summer. Mm-hmm. That's the question. Mm-hmm. So on our board 
It says, cut grass, go swimming, eat ice cream, Kim Higdon. (laughs) (laughs) I'm a little... Uh, on a normal day, any other question, that wouldn't have been so funny. But it just so. Anyway. And Kim told me to make sure and tell it. So. Oh, okay. I was like, oh, Lord. No, she sent a message that said <laughs> to, to tell it. Okay. So I told her. I wasn't Kim. I wasn't going to tell it without her permission. I was just going to. It was going to be a little inside baseball joke that we would remember forever. But um, oh. <clears throat> I'll offer no further commentary on the over under of. Or anything related to said situation. <laughs> but I'll never forget it. All right. <laughs> My cheeks hurt. <laughs> <laughs> On television <laughs> tonight, CBS has come dance with me. <laughs> By the way, I didn't read another single response after that one. Like I don't I don't know what anybody guessed after that since ice cream was said early and then Kim Higdon was there. I did I just stopped reading. It was like I don't Mary was who got it right too. Mary. All right, congratulations. Good morning, Mary's Mary. going to the rodeo. She'll have a merial time. <laughs> At the rodeo on CBS tonight, come dance with me uh, on ABC together as one season nine finale of the blacklist on NBC on Showtime, the premiere of Elizabeth, a portrait in parts. It's a Queen Elizabeth II documentary. Sunday is the Indianapolis 500. I hope Jimmy Johnson wins. I mean, he's not going to, but I hope. Is he racing in it? Yeah. Are you watching this? I mean, you won't know that I'm watching it. But I'm asking. I typically do. Yeah, I thought that was one. Because when did. I uh, so uh, probably probably what, a channel surf go back and forth because the Reds are probably playing at the same time. Well, so for many years, my dad and I went to the Indy Five Hundred. So mm-hmm. I've been, you know, I've I was been thinking the, this is I've been to the Indy Five Hundred many times. So it's just kind of part of uh, my history and I've been interested in it. So I watch it now, and I will end the day watching the Coca Cola Six Hundred. Mm-hmm. So it's like I I some drivers used to do the double. Uh-huh. 1,100 miles Tony in one Stewart. Day. Tony Stewart was one who would drive both races. Juan Pablo Montoya, I think, did, did it a couple of times. They've they've squeezed them together enough now that the logistics of it are very hard to pull mm-hmm. off because just the travel time to get from Indianapolis to Charlotte and get in the car and go. It's not impossible, but it doesn't happen much anymore. It's a lot of racing. But, yeah, Jimmy Johnson, since he retired from NASCAR, then he decided he, was, he hadn't done open wheels, so I think... Uh, I like Jimmy Johnson, too. Monday will be on PBS the National Memorial Day concert of 2022. Joe Mantegna and Gary Sinise will be the host. I typically watch that as well. Does it say way, who's anybody performing? Like, uh, is that- yeah, they have your usual suspects. You know, the U.S. Armed Forces, the Men and oh, Women's oh, Choir, okay. those. But also Craig Morgan will also be performing. And uh, he's old man Morgan's boy. I also read a factoid this morning. I can't not tell you about david coverdale from white snake lead singer said that their song is this love right classic white snake mm-hmm. song is this love was written for tina turner and tina turner's people passed on it <laughs> That's interesting. So, but if you think about it oh. should have known better then it left you here alone Right, you just go through that. And, I can't wait to see you. Am I correct in saying though that if you're going White Snake and Tina Turner, that'd be like almost a one-two for one Misty Thomas? Right? Oh, probably. Yeah, I mean, yeah, she'd be I mean, definitely. Those definitely. are two of her top. But I can just I can hear Tina Turner singing "Is mm-hmm. This Love," but I'm glad that White Snake did it. Mm-hmm. 
Today's highlight in history, this day, 1935, the U.S. Supreme Court in Schechter Poultry Corp. versus the United States unanimously struck down the National Industrial Recovery Act. Pol- poultry? Like, yep, like poultry. chicken? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, like bok bok. In 1896, 255 people were killed when a tornado struck in St. Louis and East St. Louis, Illinois. The Golden Gate Bridge was open to pedestrian traffic this date, 1937. My great-grandfather helped, was one of the builders. He did? Mm -hmm. That's awesome. Uh, It opened to vehicular traffic the next day. The photography of watching all the people walking across it on opening Mm -hmm. day is really neat to see. Yeah, I've never gotten out there to see it. Birthdays today. I've driven across it, but I've never uh, walked across it. Yeah, I don't think I want to walk across it. Former Secretary of State, unless they close it to pedestrian, uh, close it to vehicular traffic. Yeah. Former Secretary of State Henry Kissinger is 99 today. Louis Gossett Jr. is 86. Richard Schiff is 67. Perry Gilpin is 61. Adam Carolla is 58. Todd Bridges is 57. What you talking about, Willis? Jack McBrayer is 49. Jamie Oliver is 49 today. Gone but not forgotten, Cornelius Vanderbilt in 1794. Wild Bill Hickok at 1837. He won't be at the rodeo tonight. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hubert Horatio Humphrey in 1911, Sam Snead in 1912, Don Williams, the country singer, 1939. Like you, Jack McBrayer. He's funny. He is funny. Sam, uh, oh, he, he plays a special kind of character, oh, but he he, but, he, 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 yes, he but, can't play everybody. But, but, but in the campaign, yeah, when yeah. they're at the dinner table and the phone rings and he says, let's let the, let's, yeah. let's yes. let the answering machine get this one. Uh-huh. He's in 30, oh, no, because they're praying Kenneth, and he says, let's uh-huh. let the Lord get this uh-huh. one. He's Kenneth and 30 Rock. <laughs> Chart toppers. Webb Pierce, number one in 55. He's in the jailhouse now. He's in the jailhouse now. 1964, Mary Wells, number one with My Guy. I know my girl. This was a retort Is it? to my girl. Yes, okay. Mary Wells decided to clap back at the Temptations. Elton John, number one in 73 with Daniel. Daniel, waving goodbye to everybody. That's what Elton John's done. He's on his final voice. Isn't, his, isn't, his, isn't this his second final tour, though? Mm-hmm. Didn't and, then it got, and then it got COVID pause, uh-huh. and then he added on. Then he, you know, he got COVID, and then it canceled, uh-huh. and it'll never end. Yellow Brick Road. Paul and Stevie, number one in 82 with Ebony and Ivory. Let's go to Color Me Bad, number one in 1991. Sam, will we find you inside a rodeo barrel tonight? I don't think so. I might actually get out of the house. I, uh... I can't move that fast. You don't have to. You'd be in the barrel. <laughs> Pick the barrel up and yeah. then walk real fast over to uh-huh. the right. He's lame on his <laughs> Cisco number one. In 22 years ago today. Cisco. Let me see that Cisco. Wonder where Cisco is now. Wonder if he spent all of his thongs on money yet. Probably in San Francisco. Lady. Lady Gaga is number one <laughs> in this date in uh, 2009. Yes, yes. Lady Gaga. Uh-huh. You got it. All right, Ibby's Pearl of Wisdom for today says this. says, 
People wait all week for Friday, all year for summer, all life for happiness. People wait all week for Friday, all year for summer, all life for happiness. MB's Pearl of Wisdom for today. Remember, God loves you, and I do too. If you don't know Jesus, let me know, and I'll introduce you. Look forward to seeing you back here on Tuesday for another edition of our show. For Sam Gormley, for B, I'm MB, and now you're in the know.